Welcome to Hard Talk with me, Zainab Badawi. My guest has been celebrated here at the World Economic Forum in Davos. He's been given an award for his philanthropic work, Advancing Women's Rights. He is Shahrukh Khan, the Bollywood superstar whose fan base runs into the billions. He says he wants to make the world a better place, but how far is he really using his voice to do that? Shahrukh Khan, welcome to Hard Talk. Thank you very much, Zainab, and uh, thank you very much for having me over at Hard Talk. Very glad to have you. Look, after graduating from the University of Delhi, you dropped out of a master's degree in communications to become an actor. I take it you have no regrets? It was either being a journalist or being an actor. So I, uh, uh, I was actually training to be a filmmaker. I wanted to, they, they didn't have a filmmaking course there. Uh, I'm really an actor by accident. I'm really an actor by accident because I went down and I said, okay, I'll start working in front of the camera because some people offered me a film. But behind the scenes, I learned how to make ad films. I wanted to make advertising films. And uh, when my wife, now wife, uh, then just about to be wife, and my friends asked me that, uh, uh, how long are you gone for? I said, a year. <laughs> and that's it. And it's been 30 years now. I'm still the in front of the camera. The accidental actor. I'm the accidental actor. Right, all right. Well, your debut movie was the romantic uh, drama Diwana in the early 1990s. And then thereafter, you very quickly established yourself as a very successful actor. You've made around 80 uh, Bollywood movies, I think, something yeah, like that. Yeah, full length, about 65, 70. Yeah, yeah all right. Yeah, and um, which is your most favourite one? The next one. Uh, the by, next movie the next coming one. up. Yeah, that's the favourite one. Every time is the next really? one. Really? When the one is finished, then it's over and done with. But I've done some really wonderful films with some really nice people I never expected to work with. Uh, Mr. Yash Chopra made a film called Dare With Me, where I was a bad guy. It's like kind of like Cape Fear. So I was, uh, when, when I started off working, I remember this wonderful director called me and he said, the reason you're interesting to work with is because you're very unattractive. Uh, and, and, and we can put you in any role and nobody will know. So I started off like that, so I did a lot of bad guy roles, and I really enjoyed them. But you've really made your name as, as a romantic lead, I, I think. don't know how. I'm shy of women, and then every time they keep giving me these roles and make me sing and dance, I'm, I'm really awkward in romance. But I guess acting is like that. What you're really bad at is what you finally act out better. You know, mm. it's, it's, it's that kind of lying. But um, your upcoming film this year is going to be uh, Zero, which um, is about a man um, who has, is of restricted height and falls in love with a very flamboyant uh, woman. Quite a departure for you. But um, I just want to say, you said in 2015 that we have to change the format of our films. I always say this, if I'm invited to your party, I need to dress up in the code that you tell me to. Do you think that Bollywood films need to change in order to appeal to an audience beyond their current? They have to. They have to. I, I stick by this. Um, even until about four years ago, I was having a big discussion with some friends. And, and maybe I'm completely wrong, but this is my belief, that unless we change our screenplay technique, um, unless we make our films shorter, and perhaps, yeah, you can have the musical part of it, but they have to be musical-specific films. Not every film can't have a song and dance. Unless you change these two things, uh, and, and my... Because they're about two and a half hours long on average. They're longer, they yeah. have an interval, there are three acts, uh, films, it should be in two acts, without an interval. But your, your opinion changes, doesn't it, a bit, 
Stroke car, because in 2006, after spending a few months in um, L.A., London and New York, you said, I found that our cinema is a little exaggerated, which is just said now, but you said to make a mark in the West, we have to reach their level without losing our identity, culture or songs. I don't want to star in a Hollywood film, but want to make a film that crosses over universally. It sounds like you're having trying to have the best of both worlds. Can you really do that? Maintain your culture and identity. This is personally but, me uh, yeah. because I don't think I'd be able to participate in a crossover film where we need to change if we need to. Like you know, I meet my friends and they say, "Look, we need to take the film international. You need to take a film international. You have to make it for 90 minutes without songs. We'll have to be more character driven. We'll have to be extremely screen played. Like you know, I've sat in London cinema theaters with friends and English people who are like, oh, we have an interval." <laughs> Well, there's a second, there's two halves to a film, which itself is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you're looking for an international audience, personally, um, when people ask me what do I enjoy doing most, I, I like doing what I'm doing, singing and dancing. Really, and but you happy. really, do, you say I don't want to star in a Hollywood film, really? Uh, also, I, I wasn't offered too many, so that was the best way to say it. <laughs> I don't want right. to star in a Hollywood film. Yeah. But look, you're reputedly the second best paid actor in the whole world of I whatever wish. nationality. <laughs> All right, well, you're, this was, this was sometime you're way I, up there, I, anyway. I, I you're not complaining, you. are you, uh, Sherry? No, I need Khan? to tell you a story, and yeah. then, then we'll go on with this. Okay. I, was, I was driving down to my office, I was making a film. And uh, which was called Happy New Year, very expensive film, and we had to create this whole visual effects of this World Dance Championship in Dubai. So I was driving down, and my producer called me, and he said, "We have no money." And I said, "Yeah, so what do I do? Can I make some visits to some place and do some openings so I can get some money?" And he said, "Yeah, we really need to because we don't have money; otherwise, we'll have to borrow." And I reached my office and I put on my phone. And while I was trying to find out ways to earn money to finish my film, this came out that I'm the second richest actor in the world. Yeah. Was it news to you? It was news to me. And I stick by it. Please continue saying that. But you're it feels not complaining, are I'm you? I'm not complaining at all. You've made a lot I, of money. I made a lot of money. Many films. Many films. I always wanted to be rich. I always wanted to be famous. I come from a very, very, very poor background. Given a chance, uh, I'll do it all over again. I'm just so happy being a star in Surat. But you have said that with that fame and wealth comes responsibilities. And you're here at Davos at the World Economic Forum where you've been celebrated for your work in philanthropy. You received the Crystal Award. And you say you are committed to improving the state of the world and in particular the, um, the rights of women in your native um, India. But are you using your voice loudly enough, Sherry Khan? No, I don't think so. Um, you know, I have been, as I should be, uh, extremely self-centered for a lot many years because I needed to do what I do. Uh, I'm uh, like a regular guy. I want to make a lot of money. I want to be famous. I want to do my job. I'm sensitive because I'm an actor or the other way around. Uh, there always has been two thoughts about uh, turning around and doing something for the community, for uh, you know, service to others. And I don't think I've done enough. Um, every time I've been asked upon uh, to do something, lend my voice to a project, I go ahead and do it. But personally, I always felt I should get into something that I really feel for. And I want to do it without talking about it. Being here at Davos was also awkward for me when I'm talking about the foundation that I set up three years back. But then I was called That's by the my, Mayor Foundation, the named Mayor foundation, after your yeah. father. And I, uh, I, I think over the years, I, I came to a conclusion, which was only about four or five years back, to mm. be honest. And like you said, no, I haven't used my voice. Mm. Not at all. But now you've said um, at Davos, to disfigure a woman by throwing acid on her face is to me one of the basest, crudest acts of subjugation imaginable. At the source of it lies the view that a woman does not have the right to assert her choice. choice. Why did you choose this cause, acid 
attack survivors? Um, a couple of things happened. One, you know, I'm surrounded by beautiful women. I'm, like you said, I'm a romantic hero and I'm working with the most beautiful women in the world. Uh, my life is surrounded by women. And then I came across um, a couple of them uh, who were victims, who have been oppressed, who have uh, been subjugated like this. And uh, it's very hurtful. I, I was scared to see them initially, you know, personally, because they've been disfigured. Mm. And what I found was that I should go there and, you know, perhaps be charitable. And I realized they don't need that. They need solidarity. I thought, you know, I can be this narcissistically, narcissistically compassionate person and turn around and say, look, I'll look after you and I realize they don't need that. But it's, part, it's, it's just part of a, a much wider problem. We know that um, women in India uh, suffer all sorts of discrimination. There are only 12% of members of parliament in India are female. Only 5% of women say they have the right to choose whom they want to marry. I can go on and on with those kind of statistics. 80% need permission to go and access health care. Why do you think that's the state of affairs for women in India? What are these barriers? Well, I think there's a state of, except for the way perhaps women can come out now and talk in the West, I think the state of women has been, you know, this categorization of women by men of society and defining it so strongly, uh, I think is what the fight for women, uh, f f fight of women against is all over. It is in India also, and it is in, I'm sure, in Japan also, and in England also, and in America also. I think, uh, and that is why somebody who's only working with women, I was like, you know, I have to do something, one which I feel for, um, and try to, again, you know, to say uplift through my work mm. and all I can't, just stand with them. But you know? listen, you work in an industry that, to put it bluntly, Bollywood is sexist, that men get paid more than the women. We've heard about the Me Too campaign, obviously, in Hollywood. I mean, that kind of thing must go on. We know it does because um, some actors have actually talked about that. Kangana Ranawat is one of the few Bollywood actresses who's publicly spoken about the sexual assault and harassment. She's appeared in about 30 films and she told Reuters, I face severe sexual exploitation and harassment at the workplace. I mean, have you witnessed this kind of thing? Have you done anything about it? Um, you know, I mean, personally, at a level when I'm making films or working in films, we are very clear about the attitude to women, uh, even the smallest aspects of the names coming in the title first, which is not going to do anything, uh, but the kind of respectability. My That's career, the thing that life, you started a few years ago, I, it's, it's so a, that your notional. female co-star, her name, name appears before, before yours. Uh, because but you that's know, just an empty gesture, yeah, isn't it? it is. Go it on, is, admit it. Is, it. Is, it, is. it is. It is. It is, yeah. yeah. You don't have to push me too far to agree to this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's a, it's, it's, it's a way of trying to say that even this small thing needs to be done just to bring about the equality. Just see what we've reduced ourselves to. You know, to put a girl's name in front just to show that, look, guys, we are thinking of them as equals. And that is sad. Uh, and that is uh, strangely dichotomous when you're talking about creativity, creativity and you have boys and girls working together. I've never personally, first hand, uh, and nobody, as if I may say, let me a little march on you and show, nobody dare misbehave with a woman on my set. I'm very clear on that. And, and your fellow actors haven't in the past come and said to you, you know what, Sharuk? this and that happened to me, or it hasn't come, it's not I'm been I'm very close radar. to the women I've worked with. Uh, no, nobody has said this. Really? Uh, this interview talk about, yeah, perhaps yeah. Uh, that is there. Kangana. But, yeah. yeah, but I've never personally been told uh, on my sets. Uh, uh, you know, Zainab, I've, maybe it also stems from the fact I have just been, uh, mother, my sister, my wife, my daughter, I've just been with women. So, mm. so I've been brought up by the women. You, you say that, but yet, you know, you have starred, as I said, as the romantic lead in so many Bollywood films. And to put it frankly, you know, the women's 
characters revolve around yours. Um, there are many scenes where there are scantily clad women uh, without any real link to the plot. You know, they don't have to be dressed like that. I mean, are you comfortable starring in, having starred in such films and yet here you are ad advocating women's rights? I'm most comfortable having starred in those films and, uh, and none of them. I mean, I was just trying to quickly see if there was a scantily clad woman and my I've, I've spoken yeah. to um, uh, Indian people here at and the um, right. World Economic and that Forum, is all right. and they said, you know, these are the films that Shah Rukh Khan has acted oh, in, yes. and, 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 they're all and right. you know, everything revolves around him, and the, the I mean, the, the woman yeah, gains salvation if she, you know, ends no, up marrying you, and that kind of thing. No, Zena, you've asked the wrong people, then, no. Uh, my films, uh, everything revolves around the woman. I revolve around the woman. In every film, I run after really? them. Really? Please. Okay. Really? Let me hit you with this bit of research from 2012 from the University of Louisville in the US, which found that commercial Hindi films portray ideal women as submissive, self-sacrificing, chaste, and controlled, while the bad woman is individualistic, sexually aggressive, westernized, and not sacrificing. I mean, you know, it's got a lot of data, that kind of... But says, I don't do the, typical Hindi films. Um, I but do that's the industry, are. though. Still, you might be tarred with the same brush, even if you sit, say, well, I don't do that kind of film. No, there it's is 100%. I mean, 100% there is a portrayal of women, uh, which needs to change in every aspect, not only in Indian films. And one tries to, as much as one, uh, uh, through one's work. But yes, it exists. I mean, there's no denying it, uh, that yes, uh, this categorization of humanity and women uh, you know, submissive and always trying to define them by society clearly so that they're subservient to men continues, and it does. But those are not the cinemas that you look at. You can look at that one side and say, oh, this is such a depressive and oppressive uh, way of portraying women. Or you can look at the other side. We make, we make a thousand films, mm. and, you know, even if you're making 500 uh, awful ones and 500, or at least 50 good ones, where this is being tried to change, mm. it's not just that the cinema is promoting it. Society believes in this and it's being portrayed in cinema, and it is changing. So for me... But that's would... the question. That's a very interesting thing you raise there, because, I mean, should Bollywood films, or your films in particular, mirror societies and reflect what their opinions are, or should it try to lead and reform um, opinion on harmful, negative stereotypes? I think it should do both. Uh, cinema should do both. It should not just become one that, oh, I'm going to change the society. Some cinema should do that. And some cinema should reflect society and, you know, take on things from real life so that you can identify with them. Uh, I just read somewhere a couple of days ago, every art form is a lie, and, uh, but it is going towards proving some truth. So one lie would be, you know, you're mirroring society. The other one would be where you're trying to tell them to change it. So both kinds of cinema really? should happen, but not one of them. Okay, but the most commercially successful ones are going to be the ones that don't upset the apple cart too much. I mean, you have said we have to realise that this is a business at the end of the day, however much you may think it's a creative field. Absolutely, so there's no yeah. point making a film that's too challenging and then it just bombs, it doesn't do well. Yeah, yeah? it would, it would, it would uh, I mean, depending on how much of a challenge you're ready to take, uh, Last five films of mine have bombed, so I'm. Okay. <laughs> Which will not make me turn around and do the typical film still. All right. You said last November that you believe in storytelling. You said, I believe not, no matter what your language, no matter what country your story comes from, and no matter what your ideology is, storytelling and listening should be a familial experience which binds us all together, makes relationships stronger, even in the face of dissent 
and discussion. I mean, could that refer to some of the intercommunal tensions and divisions that we see in modern day India? See, I think that is uh, essential. Uh, there will be dissent for everything. Uh, and I think, like you would also believe, like we all believe, uh, it, there has to be a discussion on it. There can't be a radical, um, uh, you know, uh, stand, standoff uh, when there is dissent. I think if you can have a discussion, and then you talk about, in our country, we're the, we're the biggest democracy. Uh, and if you're the biggest democracy, dissent is a part and parcel of that. And as much is discussion. So when you have a story and, you know, when you, when you go out, sometimes there's dissent. But I would, as a filmmaker, as a citizen of our country, as a citizen of the world, you know, whenever there's dissent, can we just have a little bit of discussion about it and sort it out instead of taking, you know, standoff positions? So it is possible. Are you worried dissent? about standoff positions, as you put it? Because there, there, are, there is a current of opinion. I've heard it expressed here at Davos from Indian delegates I, I've, I've talked to about, you know, there is a kind of certain, um, you know, tension. There's a, some people feel that um, there is a kind of Hindu nationalism that really is not fostering good intercommunal ties. No, I, I don't think so. I think, you know, I was just telling uh, people outside, uh, because of social media, um, you know, whenever uh, a certain thing, uh, you know, when, when, when in small factions or uh, fractions of things happen, now they seem a little bigger. Uh, but the beauty of all this is that within all this trolling and anger and uh, people expressing themselves, they're all also connecting. So I feel this is, uh, we're on the cusp of something amazingly um, inclusive mm. and uh, integrating in this kind of dissent, when I, I just see it on social media, I haven't seen it live anywhere, um, and I would be wrong to comment on it that way. But I think if you have this kind of dissent or whatever, if people claim it, I think just a bit of discussion, especially, finally, if it's not going to be inclusive, everybody will suffer. Mm. But I think we've not in that stage at all in our country. You've tended to act most in your films as, as a non-Muslim Indian, but in the last, in recent years, your last few films, My Name is Khan, for instance, in 2010, um, you're an Indian Muslim man with Asperger's syndrome, takes a challenge to speak to the US president seriously and embarks on a cross-country journey there. Um, is your Muslim identity becoming more relevant to you now? No. No? No, no I've never felt that. I think uh, being an artist, uh, I think uh, these things should be the last on your mind. The only film which acquired me to play uh, Muslim was My Name is Khan because it was a film like that. It was talking about the relationship of Islam with the Western world. Uh, the others are by chance. Uh, there is no, I, I read this article, some mm. lady wrote it, and I was really taken aback. I hadn't uh, even realized it myself. Dear Zindagi, I'll tell you this, and Rais, and, uh, which is the third one, and I'm a Muslim in it, and suddenly she's always oh, Shahrukh now, trying to put his Muslim identity forward. No, not at all. I, yes. uh, there was nothing of that sort. It, it, I didn't but even realize it. But it is, there is a controversy attached, because you just mentioned Rais in 2017, and your co-star, Mira Khan, who's a Pakistani actor, hasn't even been allowed to come to India to promote the film with you, because there was this tension between India and Pakistan. You see, whenever there is tension between in India and Pakistan, yeah. whenever there is tension, cricketers don't come to play anymore. So whenever there's tension, I think there was at that point in time. Yeah. And uh, as an artist, as an artist, it's really sad because, you know, I think uh, art everyone talks about should cross, be, cross boundaries and we should uh, be inclusive and it's about love and sharing. But, you know, when emotions run high, sometimes you don't do things that you would like to 
because I think it's just safer and nicer. And say, so, listen, we are artists. We don't want to get into a part of uh, 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 dissent. Uh, but you get caught up in it, and that was all. You know, that's the point. I, she I still can't easier, go and uh, promote yeah, I think film. the easier, easier part of it is to just step back. You're an artist. Just release your film, let people see it, and realize that there's nothing wrong. In the longer run, I think this will get sorted. But when, whenever the issues, yeah. yeah, like we still don't... Well, now you've got a problem with Padmavat, which is a film, and it's about a 14th century Hindu queen and a Muslim ruler, um, fictitious film, but it's caused all sorts of fuss. Um, you know, went to the Supreme Court in India because people didn't want it shown. And, and the Supreme Court says, no, it can be shown, you know, freedom of speech and so on. Some cinemas say, we're not going to show this film because we're worried about violence. I mean, surely you as, even though you, you say it's not relevant to your identity, the fact that you're not only an Indian actor icon, you're also a Muslim Indian icon, you should be commenting on this kind of issue. I, I can comment on the art part of it. Um, and if I put any identity of me forward, um, uh, even Indian Muslim identity, it's wrong because as an artist, um, I should talk as an artist. And as an artist, I think uh, whenever a film comes out, and like we just talked about, if there is dissent, hopefully with discussion it'll end. So I hope it ends with Padmavat also. I think there have been a lot of discussions on it. The other thing I don't want to do uh, via your show is really give any credibility and more conversation to a product which has already been in conversation for three months and confuse issues further. I hope, you know, at the end of it all, a filmmaker or an actor or an artist, the only thing they want is the artwork is something that you can watch and enjoy at ease. So I wish uh, for everybody's film, I've had these issues sometimes, you know, without realizing I've stepped on some toes where it seems, no, I, I may have offended mm -hmm. someone, I've changed it. And I have no problems changing it because it's not a compromise. Uh, because this freedom of speech, expression, but yeah, you can, if you make a little changes, if it's not going to, it, it should not irk you. My art should not irk you and disturb right. you. But I asked you in the context of women's rights, whether you would use your voice more loudly to um, try and promote women's rights. And I put it to you that perhaps you ought to do that as a very famous Muslim icon, not just an Indian icon. You said um, a little while ago, a couple of years ago, if there is a message that I want, want to give, it would be good if there is no discrimination on the basis of religious, caste, creed, sex or gender. Do you accept that perhaps you should be using your voice? Well, yes, just as a human being, not as a Muslim icon or a movie star or an Indian, just as a human being, I should be using it louder. I should be using it more often. I should use. I, I, I need to make myself a little more useful to this world, and inshallah, I will. And uh, I'll try my best uh, in whatever way I can. And I think I do it. But none of us, I think, in the world do enough. That is not an excuse not to do more. But you know, your father, Mir Khan, was a great admirer of Mahatma Gandhi. He believed in unity, in diversity. He was a devout Muslim. You've named your foundation after him. Does his belief, his philosophy, inspire you now? The philosophy that inspired me to do Mir Foundation is the philosophy that my, I've said this today, yesterday, my, my, my sister, my wife, and my daughter have taught me. They've brought me up well so that I have to request, I have to implore, sometimes beg for a yes. Never force a woman for a yes. I think that philosophy is behind me a foundation where I really want to um, uh, get, in whichever sense, help out a woman who's not been given the choice to say no or be able to assert her choices uh, a little more effectively, get out of 
this whole definition that society, you know, women's only problem is we're defining them uh, too much. They just want to be defined by themselves. And if I can be part of uh, that movement, part of uh, that help, and I, I think my uh, three women in my house and the women that I work with, uh, they're really helping me find this uh, path. And inshallah, I'll be able to take it further. Sherrod Khan, thank you very much indeed for thank coming. Thank you so on much. House thank you. Room.